This podcast is about common food mistakes that people make. We're going to take it from a bunch of different perspectives. We've got Matt here joining us, 20 years old. So we're going to look at it from a young person's eyes. We're going to look at it from the geezer's eyes here, 50 years old, and everyone else in between because I've been those ages. Right. So number one, the biggest challenge people have is misunderstanding food portions. And I look at you and I look at guys your age. You're pretty good at this. Guys your age who dip into the jar of peanut butter. For whatever reason, people are fucking crazy over peanut butter. And when they take a tablespoon of peanut butter, and they're supposed to take 15 grams of it, that 15 grams is 100 calories, yeah. but do they actually take 100 calories worth? No, people don't understand what they're doing. And the, you know, the two different age groups that you separated uh, have two different goals, and they have two different ways that they process food. You know, the younger guys, they process food differently. Um, an older guy taking in that type of peanut butter, is, it's probably going to show a little bit different later on. Yeah, big right? time. So big like time. you said, misunderstanding food proportions. A lot of the younger guys are not as smart with it, um, but they have some different kind of goals in mind. Older people are have that different goal as well. They're trying to, you know, stay healthy with it. Sure. Well, what you'll find is that a, a guy your age who does, or, or anybody for that matter, you take 15 grams of peanut butter, that 15 grams, if you actually weighed it, because 15 grams is not a lot, ends up being like 35 grams. So your your portion there is like 250 calories when on the label it says 100. Yeah. You eat 150 extra calories above and beyond what you're supposed to, and that's gonna add up over time. It's like half a pound uh, a month, all right? So people mess up that way. And like you said, you've got a young man who's taking in those nutrients. Chances are they're probably gonna have a higher metabolism than somebody my age, and there's gonna be less damage. 100%. Whereas somebody like me, I have muscle mass but somebody my age with a lot less muscle mass, that's really damaging. So uh, my advice to people like that is, you've gotta know your portions, and fortunately or unfortunately, what you've gotta do is, you've gotta take out the scale, depending on how you look at it. I'm big on the scale, I weigh my protein, I take cups, uh, measuring cups for my spoon of rice, that kind of stuff, I don't think it's a big deal. And you see it, like how do we serve up our rice? Yeah, I definitely think you know that we do use the cups. And I think the, the older you get, um, the more applicable that can that can be to your daily lifestyle, uh, for sure. You know, when I get older, I'm probably gonna have to do that kind of stuff. Right now, it's more about younger guys, it's more about getting the proper nutrients in. And if you can understand the food portions as a younger person, that's kudos to you, that's really, really good. Um, but a lot. the point is a lot of people don't their whole life. They no. misunderstand food proportions. Right. Or they don't want to carry a scale around. So you got a guy who uh, has a, let's say the steaks we made the other day. Yeah. All right. Uh, I take a look at the steak I had. How big do you think that was in ounces? Honestly, like I can kind of, I can kind of understand it a little bit. I think it would be about 10. 10 ounces? 10 to 12, maybe, maybe okay, even less. Okay, the one I had? Yeah. The one I had was 14 ounces. Okay, there you go. That, that's four ounces more. And if it's a strip loin, it's going to be less fat. If it's a ribeye, which it was, it's more fat. You go over by four ounces and you think it's 10, you record it as 10, but you're actually four ounces over. You've got those extra calories and you didn't even know it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the huge problem right there. You know, I don't understand it as well as I should. A lot of people don't. So the, the, the point is you need to learn it, especially when it comes to your health. Yeah, exactly. Common food mistake number two is messing up breakfast. All right, so one way to miss breakfast or mess it up is uh, you wake up unprepared yeah. and you just leave the house. So for us Canadians out there, what you end up doing is uh, going through the drive-thru really quickly. And you know what's available. You take a look at the menu and you're thinking of ordering this um, egg, like a 
egg white omelet kind yeah, of thing yeah. muffin and what you end up instead getting is a is a chocolate chip muffin a double double coffee and you mess up yeah 100 percent. the biggest thing is the time frame uh a lot of people don't eat breakfast at all most people don't eat breakfast actually um, and like you said, messing up breakfast is a common theme amongst Canadians, amongst Americans who have early jobs. Um, you can't mess up breakfast. You need to be prepared. And sometimes you might not be prepared. I know that we haven't been prepared in the past sometimes, but the point is we still get it done. When we right. go through the drive through you can still get it done. You can still get it done. You can still eat something healthy. But the bottom line is I haven't seen you miss breakfast in a long time. Yeah. And it's because you have a routine. Yeah. I mean, you know what my breakfast is. Mm-hmm. It's four eggs and four pieces of turkey bacon uh, with maybe a little cup of pineapple and the coffee. That's what it is every single day. It's just part of my routine. I do not miss. I make sure that I have eggs every day. I've got the bacon every day. I just don't miss, right, because that's part of my routine. Right, so you don't mess up breakfast because you're planned. You've planned out your day. You've planned out your week. You've got that stuff in your fridge. It's ready to go. Yeah, and the, the chances are when you uh, set up a breakfast and you have that routine, everything else is going to go accordingly, and you're going to have a, a very scheduled day food-wise, and that's the best you can ask for. Otherwise, like you said, you go through the drive-through, you get shit, and then at lunch you're rushing, and then you eat shit, and then at dinner maybe you have, or maybe you've already eaten earlier and you fuck up your dinner too. Right? So that's just a downward spiral from there nutrition-wise that you're never getting into proper nutrition. And it's very easy to mess up that way. Oh, yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. How many people do you think there are out there who uh, are overweight, who uh, mess up because they have a lack of knowledge over how to eat, or is it a lack of discipline? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, Talking about this podcast now, it's actually making me realize um, – the discipline is definitely tough. You got to follow it to an extent. But a lot of the times people just don't know how to eat. If you knew how to eat, you can incorporate what you want, you know, your, your dream foods while still eating pretty healthy and maintaining a decent diet. Okay, I think you're a little more forgiving than me because yeah. I think just people are just downright lazy and have lack of discipline. For the most part, the average person is pretty shitty at it. Okay. And that's why you see so many people overweight. No, I agree. I definitely agree. I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I think they can fix it very easily. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's easier for me to say because I watch you do it and I watch myself do it. I watch myself incorporate foods that I like eating mm-hmm. while still getting the proper nutrients in. But the point is, you're right. Most people aren't disciplined and they let food rule their lives. All right. So the best recipe I've got for morning, missing mornings, is come up with a breakfast that you can eat on a regular basis every single day, five days a week. All right, and then leave the weekend for something a little bit more exotic, something where you have a little more time to make it. So if it's bacon and eggs, great. If it's a protein shake and that's all you have time for, then commit to the protein shake, buy your stuff on a Sunday night for the rest of the week and have it available. Yeah. Right, that's the easiest way to do it. 100%, I agree. All right, number three, big mistake is not enough daily protein. All right, it's hard to get your protein in. All right, bottom line, it's hard to get your protein in. I mean, I've got my three meals. Uh, one of my meals is the bacon and eggs. Plenty of protein in the morning. Uh, at lunch, I've got a, an acai bowl with protein in it. That's really easy. For dinner, I've got my protein source. And if I need to top it up, I'm probably going to get another shake. Yeah. I mean, you can't me- eat meat all day long. Um, and you had that same problem. How did you supplement your diet? Well, I've had a problem before where... Uh you know, you'll go to school and you have the cafeteria food and it's decent. Like you get a lot of selection, but you just kind of eat a bunch of random shit and you don't really know what you're intaking. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, to track that. Um, and that's what we were going back. You know, you have to have a kind of understanding about what you're putting in your body. But um, 
minus the cafeteria, you know, I was here and I had stuff to eat and I was just wasn't getting enough daily protein in, you know, and then like you said, it's tough to calculate it. It's tough to get it in. One day I looked at my protein totals and it was like 70 grams. <laughs> 70 grams when you should have been at like 180 to 200 More, grams. Probably 200 grams I should have been at. And it was 70 grams and it's like, I wasn't performing to the best of my ability, but I didn't really take it in that much, which it's easy for people to just not realize. Like, I'm not getting they're not getting their protein in and I was like holy fuck 70 grams of protein I felt like I was eating a decent amount right so like you said it's hard to get in and it's hard to keep track of whether or not you're getting it in right and I think for dinner it's a lot easier for people 100%. you have a piece of meat and you're fine that's where you get the most of meat amount of protein in, right? right lunch can be difficult lunch is very difficult especially when you're working or stuff like that you have your lunch break some people have their lunch break it's okay and I think the biggest thing is going back to two it's like your breakfast most people don't even eat breakfast, so they miss a massive amount of protein intake in that breakfast. Yeah, big time. Uh, here's my solution for somebody who's struggling with not enough daily pro, uh, protein or, for that matter, um, insufficient quality nutrients. Get a blender. Uh-huh. Find one of those magic bullets or a blender. Get some spinach. I know you don't want to hear this, but get some spinach. All right, Put a little bit of spinach in, a, in your blender. Number two. Get some berries, some good antioxidants. Get some pineapple, maybe half a banana. Put that in. Get your scoop of protein powder. Put it in. Preferably something that tastes good. So we've got at home, we've got the vanilla. Blend that up. Now you've got just like a nutrient-packed greens drink with some tasty fruits. You've got your protein in there. If you want to add a little bit of milk in there or if you want to add in a little bit of ice, maybe thicken it up, make it a little bit colder. It tastes sweet and it's so easy to drink. Yeah, it's right? probably the easiest way to intake protein. I found taking about two of those a day. It's like I'm almost already met my protein total just from that. Well, what do you put in scoop wise? A scoop and a half, two I'll be scoops? honest, I put two scoops and a half sometimes. Seriously? Two scoops, yeah. Holy shit, like do you have two cups worth? Yeah. I mean, but that's just because like... <laughs> and I, are you full afterwards? Yeah, I am. And it's like, I mean, it might not be the healthiest way to get protein in, but like just think of what I just said. I was getting 70 grams of protein in and that's so far away from what I need to be getting in. So the first few weeks I'm stressing, I'm like, fuck, I need to get protein in really, really badly. And you're right, it's hard to do that. Breakfast, I do it. Dinner, I do it. It's still not enough. So you gotta have the protein powder, right? Yeah, so just as a side note, here's the situation, guys. When he stays over at my house, at 12 o'clock, you hear them like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess he's making a shake again. Now the question is, should somebody be eating at 12 o'clock at yeah. midnight? Bottom line is it's a protein source. Now think about yeah. it. You're going to go to bed with that protein ready to repair your body. It's the, the mistaken thing is when people think, well, you shouldn't eat past six. Well, we're talking about popcorn and carbs and stuff like that. It's because useless energy. Because, yeah, it's useless energy that's going to be stored. Because you're not doing anything in, no. at night unless you're having passionate sex for four hours in the <laughs> evening. That's another podcast. But if you're taking in protein, it's going to help you build your body. Yeah. So it's a different kind of fuel um, for, for evening repair. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, even if it's you've, – you've mentioned it a bunch of times. It's like get water and get a cup, shake the protein powder around. And if you have to do it that way, you have to do it that way. It's gross, but, you know, the protein needs to be there. You do what you got to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I found out that I, for me personally, and I, can, I bet it's for a lot of other people, if you don't have the protein in – um, you don't know how to supplement it. You're going to really struggle, especially athlete performance-wise. Yeah, big time. And here's the situation. So you're drinking these protein shakes every night at like 11 o'clock, whatever, and you're freaking shredded, man. Yeah. You're shredded. Has it affected you at all? No. 
No. Have you noticed when you've upped your protein that you felt better? A lot better, yeah, definitely. I mean, the performance-wise, even something as simple as cardio, like I was losing my energy when I would run with 70 grams of protein. What do you expect? It's like I have no fuel in the tank. 200 grams of protein, even though I haven't trained cardio at all for the past few days, I still feel like I have like a really, really high cardio, cardio limit. I'm not yeah. going yeah. for hours. Yeah, exactly. Hey, guess what I heard the other day? What's up? Uh, one of my favorite former athletes, GSP, George St. Pierre, is starting a, a carnivore diet. I'm starting up a carnivore diet. So that's what he's going to be eating uh, for the entire month. It's a complete new I want to see what he says because here's a guy who trains on a very regular basis. And after 30 days eating, I don't know how many grams of protein he plans to eat, what is his body going to look like and how is he going to feel? So it'll be really interesting. I think he'll feel a lot better. Joe Rogan did this uh, program where he was on a carnivore diet and he said he, he couldn't believe how good he felt and how little inflammation he had and, uh, and how strong he got. The problem is it's not easy to do that where you're not eating anything else but mainly protein. Yeah, That's a different podcast. Okay, number four, poor planning. Poor planning. So this is how I find most people are in this situation where their planning is really shitty. Um, and that's the guy we talked about who... Uh, is out the door really quickly, right? They slept in, they don't have time for breakfast, they're gonna eat at the local fast food place, probably Mickey D's or something like that. They probably didn't pack a lunch either, so they're gonna buy their lunch as well, and that becomes expensive. And then when they come home for dinner, they're gonna scratch up whatever they have, or stop at the grocery store if they have time, or they're gonna eat out. Yeah. Okay, sure. that's just shitty planning, bottom line. 100%, a lot of people get busy and stuff like that, and that's, it's tough for them, but you gotta plan. Bottom line is you got you to gotta plan. It's like, oh, you're making so much money and you're not eating properly. Well, you probably need to plan because you're not going to be able to live lo much longer if you're, if you're eating so shitty like that. Three times a day eating out, it's horrible for your finances and it's horrible for you know, your body. You know how many people do that? It's horrible it's though. You, know, you really think about it. Like, I had, a, I had a burger from McDonald's the other day and it, felt, it tasted good. 26 grams of protein all four bites of it yeah four bites of it and it's like okay fine i got my protein intake in but i felt like shit the rest of the day people are doing that three times a day yeah that was like a yeah. treat for me like yeah, i know for three months yeah people oh, yeah. it's poor planning and it's really fucking people's performance up their health up most yeah. importantly um and their nutrition up it's horrible all right so the advice i've got for people who are really shitty with planning is uh sunday night sunday go to the grocery store Sunday afternoon, whatever it is, buy everything on your list that you need. All right. From there, plan out the first couple days. What are you eating on Monday? What are you eating on Tuesday? Take that out, put it in your fridge so that it's readily available. Make your uh, lunch the night before so it's ready to go in a Tupperware container for Monday at noon or whenever you eat. Breakfast, even have your bowl ready. Have your coffee mug ready, whatever it takes to get up and get going. All right. Do not leave the house without eating a home cooked breakfast. That's my advice. And we've been really good at it. I think people need to get into that habit. The other thing is lower the number of options that you have. Go with one or two breakfasts. Go with two or three lunches that you rotate on a regular basis and keep dinner to like three or four that you rotate. And then, you know, have that fun thing on a Saturday. Yeah, then it becomes a lot easier in the, in the end. It really does. Plenty of structure, right? All right, number five, not enough water consumed. And you know I've had a huge problem with this in the past. If you're not drinking your water, the situation is you're going to mistake thirst for hunger and you're going to be eating. 
I've noticed that ever since I drank 10 to 12 glasses of water, I'm not as hungry. I don't crave things like diet pop. I'm full all the time. Huge strategy. Whereas people who are dehydrated, what they do is they'll drink coffee throughout the day and that's a diuretic, so they're even more dehydrated yeah. and they think they're hungry when in fact they're actually thirsty. They feel like shit and all you had to do is drink your water. I agree. I think a water consumption is huge. Uh, I notice, you know, I just don't feel right when I don't drink it. Um, and again, it's, it's hard to forget. Sorry, it's, it's easy to forget water consumption. It's like you, sometimes you don't know if you're supposed to be drinking or, or if you have drank enough water. Um, the point is try to include it every single day try to include eight plus cups in my opinion okay plus I do ten yeah right so the strategy is you take a look at I mean take a look at this glass here this is 500 mils so 500 mils counts as two glasses yeah. and you know what the hardest thing is I know we talked about this the hardest thing for me is the first two glasses in the morning yeah definitely it's like I can't drink it I do I force myself I gotta bully myself to drink two glasses of water but you know 500 mils but it's miserable I don't know what it is and then later in the day, it's like no big deal. And you end up eating more than drinking more than 10 glasses later on uh, in the you evening. You feel good. You feel great. And your muscles look full. You don't have the joint pain. Highly recommend get your water in. If you have a weakness with this, set a timer to make sure you get your water in. Agreed. All right. Number six of eight, being controlled by the scale. So this is what happens. You... Um, on Saturday, you break free from your plan and you eat some fun food, you eat some pizza, and you were normally 175 pounds. You ate the pizza, you drink some water, there's salt in that food, you step on the scale the next morning, and you went from 175 to 182. Yep. You gained seven pounds. It's temporary weight, it's water weight, it's like shit in your system, you haven't taken a shit yet, and you're 182, you're seven pounds down, so what you say is, well, I guess I'm not eating carbs today. And then you don't eat carbs for the next two days and you're back down to 175 and you think that's the solution when in fact it's not. It's just temporary weight gain. Yeah, exactly. All right, so you're controlled by the scale and you can't be controlled by that scale because it'll mess you up. Some days you're lighter, some days you're heavier. You just mornings you're lighter, that. yeah, mornings you're lighter, evenings you're heavier. So don't be controlled by the scale. So what you do instead is every week at a regular time, weigh yourself. Every Saturday morning's my weigh-in. That's my official weigh-in. And Usually it reflects where I'm at. Sometimes it takes two weeks. You take a look the second week and it kind of adjusts itself just in case something happened the Friday where I ate something really salty, right? You find you're controlled by the scale? I don't weigh myself a lot, but I agree with you. You know, sometimes you check it very, very frequently after you eat something on stuff like that. It's like, there's huge differences, very quick differences. And it's kind of like checking something every two minutes. Of course, it's gonna be a quick change. So like you said, find that one day and, uh, and check then, maybe after two weeks. Yeah, agreed. Number seven, not enough volume or not enough uh, nutritious foods in your meal plan. So I'll give you an example of uh, the difference between having a grilled chicken salad with light dressing. Okay, like I'm talking about a big grilled chicken salad versus having a protein bar. Yeah, I agree. And his protein bar is 350 calories. That big, healthy, voluminous, dark green leafy vegetable salad with the grilled chickens 350 calories I, don't get me wrong I like the bar I like the bar and but it's the, easy yeah it's easy but the bar if it's not chewy can be done in a minute and a half yeah and the salad takes 10-15 minutes to eat all right which one is better for you which one is going to make you more satiated more full 
course the chicken is. Yeah, for sure. Of right, they grill chicken thing. Yeah, it's a natural protein, so it's a real protein, right? And that's what I like to call it. It's a full meal biscuit that you're eating. Yeah, exactly. And what you find too is you get the micronutrients that help you um, help satiate you as well. Because if you're eating a shitload of food, yeah. shitty food, and not getting the nutrients, your body's saying, I still need those nutrients. So you're you're constantly craving food because you haven't met your micronutrient needs, even though you met your macro or, or above and beyond, right? Or I don't know if you've ever seen this where you take somebody who drinks like super food, highly concentrated kale and yeah, spirulina yeah. and stuff like that. And it's a small cup, 200 calories, they drink it. And they're like, holy shit, I feel full because I've got all these nutrients in my body and I've met my body's micronutrient needs. And they do the same thing at lunch. And by the time dinner comes around, they're like, I'm not really that hungry because I've drank my water and I've got all my micronutrients taken but care of. Your macros. What's that? You, are you, is that really the best option though? Uh, what's that? Taking shots like that, like drinks of, of that high kale and stuff like that. Well, I'll tell you right now, do you think it's a good option versus getting a, uh, a cream cheese on a bun? Definitely, a, it's a better option. Or a muffin? I agree, but I think that you know, if you're not hitting the main, um, you know, like you said, the main nutrients, like a chicken salad, compared to that. Right, right. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just saying if uh, if you don't have any other choices, or if you want to supplement your diet with something lower calorie, you want to get those foods that have a lot of nutrients in them. And sometimes they taste good too. Like sometimes they're they're, oh, yeah. they're very good. Well, here's the thing. If it doesn't taste good, I'm not gonna do it. Exactly. No Bottom line, I'm not, I'm not gonna drink a fucking fun, green right? drink yeah, exactly. because I need to drink a green drink. I've tried that a couple times, and you gotta plug your nose and drink it. <laughs> what is this shit? Yeah. You tried it for three days and say, "Fuck this! I spent thirty-five dollars on this shit. Forget it. I'm not drinking this." Right? Have you ever tried one of those? I never tried one of those. Okay, they're, no. they're garbage. <laughs> and that's why I was talking about mixing your spinach with uh, some kind of fruit. That's smart to blend it up. Yeah. Right? That's what you gotta do. But here's the thing, you also, in addition to meeting your macronutrient needs, so let's say you need 2,500 calories, you need to meet your micronutrient needs. And if you don't meet the micronutrients, you're still gonna be hungry. Exactly. After eating 2,500, like what the fuck is wrong with me? Why am I still so hungry? Because you didn't get the micronutrients. Agreed. All right, all right, number eight. Mistaking muscle gain for scale stagnation. So let me explain. A person starts off at 200 pounds, they've never trained in their life, and all of a sudden they get down to 190. But they've gained muscle. They're starting to eat protein in their diet because before they were eating 75 grams, now all of a sudden they're eating 150. They didn't weight lift before, now they weight lift. And the person loses 10 pounds when they could have lost 20. They could have lost 20, but they only lost 10 pounds, but they've also put on some muscle. Yeah, exactly. They look better and they feel better, but they're like, and they, they look at their scale, their, sorry, their belt, their belt buckle, and they're like, okay, I'm losing inches here, but it's not coming off on the uh, pounds front. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a great thing, because now of, you're gaining muscle, right? Yeah, exactly, and a lot of people, they don't understand that bottom line. You know, I have some friends that are like taking up bodybuilding and stuff like that and trying to build their body and all that. Um, and it's, just, it's so complicated the way they make it. It's, it's very simple. You know, don't mistake the muscle gain for the scale stick for scale stagnation well that's the other thing too you got a guy who goes well hey look at me i look bigger now and i'm i went from 180 to 200 pounds holy shit look at me i've gained so much muscle when in fact because they were eating so much and because they were training they probably gained five pounds of muscle but they gained 15 pounds of fat yeah 
right? And I know exactly who you're talking about. Here's a situation where um, they feel good up until a certain point, and then what ends up happening is they say, now I'm too fat. Now I've got to cut down. Now I've got to cut. And when they cut, they end up losing the muscle that they gained in the first place. No, exactly. And you can do it all in a simple formula where you're doing both at the same time. You know, you're building muscle and you're cutting down at the same time. Now, here's the problem. Guys like you and I understand this because we've done it, but so many people who are um, new to nutrition and, and, and eating healthy, they have no idea. So they're kind of left. They know that they need to eat healthy. They know how to make somewhat healthy choices, but they can't put it together with regards to the protein, with regards to the water, with regards to the training. And the fact is you got to get everything right. Agreed. Right? you got to get everything right. So that's the podcast, guys. Eight... Um, common mistakes and some solutions towards those eight common mistakes. If you were given an arena to completely transform your body, your focus, your finances, and your family, would you take me up on it? Join the league, leagueofelite.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Subscribe, share with your friends, Be sure to check out the Ultimate Men's Playbook available now at Amazon.com.